Welcome to Grace-Filled Grit. I'm your host, Lana Sinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Grace-Filled Homestead, we are having honest and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. Each episode, you can expect practical life tips and encouragement. We are recording live on Instagram, where you'll get the raw, unedited chat. And if you missed that, we're uploading here onto the podcast. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. The Academy opens soon, and the founding members helping us build it can join for only $14 a month, a rate that is locked in for life, even when the price goes up. Go to lannastinner.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hello and welcome, friend. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. Ours was low-key and relaxing, and we are so excited to kick off the new year ahead. You may notice my voice a bit scratchy today. I'm drinking my lemon honey tea, and I've had a shot of my fire cider, which is basically apple cider vinegar infused with hot peppers, garlic, ginger, onions, and a bunch of wild herbs. Goodness, it is not yummy at all, but I usually am good to go in 24 hours or so if I feel something coming on. So we are going to put this to the test once again and see how my throat turns out. One of these days, I will get this recipe up on the blog for you. I do promise that. So I thought about putting off this episode, but when we started this podcast, we committed to no edits and keeping this thing authentic. So scratchy voice or not, we are here for it. So let's dive in. I love the excitement of new beginnings and a hope for a better future. Like you, as the calendar flips a page into the new year, it is a time of reflection, looking at the highs and lows of the past months and planning for what's ahead. As a driven go-getter, I've always enjoyed listing out my resolutions for the upcoming year and strategizing each step to make success happen. Yes, I've always made things happen. I've been in my element when it comes to goal setting. I've even spent time at the university teaching the details of SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. I'm sure somewhere along the way, either in a classroom or a self-help book, you've been told that your goals need to be SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-sensitive. And like you, I'm tired of hearing about that, and I'm feeling like I never measure up to those extreme goals that I set for myself. Now, I'm not knocking that system, and I do think there is value to it, especially in the business world. As an entrepreneur and an author, I do have deadlines, progress points, and milestones set before me. But this year, I'm taking a different approach to goal setting. The past 12 months have been a gift, and it has changed my perspective on time management, what's important, and how I want this next year to look. If you're wondering what has caused this paradigm shift in my thinking, you can listen to my last episode on the podcast. It has to do with some life-changing events, a brain tumor, and a miracle. And I know your time is valuable, and I sure don't want to waste your time going into all of that again. It's a really good story, so I do encourage you to listen in if you haven't already. 
So this year, I'm approaching my resolutions from a place of purpose and joy. It will be about what is truly a priority in life and what brings joy to me and those around me. As someone who has been known to literally have a list of over 20 New Year goals, and it is a bit amusing that this year I've narrowed it down to only three, and they are all pretty soft, to be honest with you. Number one is relationships. Now, this may not be a surprise, but as a gritty gal like myself, it's kind of soft and gushy. But my goodness, real, authentic relationships are everything. Our family has always been the type that has helped a neighbor, brought food to a friend that was sick, or supported our local nonprofits with time and energy. But when the tables have turned this past year and we were in a health crisis, it was heartwarming to feel the love and connections of others that were giving to us. It was hard being on the receiving end of the giving when that's not where we're used to be. Meals, cards, flowers, texts, being showered with prayers and love is such a beautiful thing. Building strong relationships and pouring into those that you care about should be at the top of our list of resolutions. And since it seems so soft, it never makes the list. Whether that's a weekly Sunday supper schedule with the family, checking in on an older family member, or calling your mom, yes, we need to do more of that. These things should be at the top of the list, and yet rarely they are. And just so you know, I'm preaching at myself here. I will also say that during this time of reflection, it's a good idea to evaluate who you're giving your time away to. It's okay to say no to certain relationships that are one-way street or they're stealing your joy. Limiting your exposure to these relationships can give you more time and energy for the ones that you care about the most. This includes social media. I've always said, if you want to make someone feel important, put your phone down when you are with them. And it is so, so hard to do this. But being intentional with your phone time is so rewarding to those around you. So number one of the new year goals is to focus on some important relationships and schedule that time out on the calendar. I'm being intentional with the people I love and care about. So let's move on to number two for the new year's resolutions. So number two is to spend more time in the garden. I know it sounds so basic and silly from someone that normally has all kinds of stats in the goal list from adding income streams to website hits and email list growth. Spending more time in the garden brings joy. And let me tell you that that is hard one to measure, but you sure know it when you reach it. When you've reached it, it's because your soul is at ease and a smile is on your face. There is joy to be found in the outdoor spaces, and I will be spending more time outside this year. I love growing our own food and our flowers, and there is nothing like cutting into that first ripe tomato that we grew from seed. There is something primal about digging in the dirt and tending your plants for a full future harvest. There are so many lessons that can be found in the process, such as planning, patience, commitment, and especially the joy of sweet reward. As we've transitioned to a society that heads to the grocery store for all of our produce, I believe we've lost the family bonding and traditions that come from nurturing those heirloom seeds, not to mention the nutritional value. I will say this about flower beds. Many of my friends here online are true homesteaders, tending their sourdough bread starters, canning their vegetables, and milking their sassy goats for that delicious goat milk cheese. Who has time for flowers when it's sun up to sundown work? We've often thought that beautiful flowers are not practical on a hardworking homestead, but I would disagree. First of all, 
edible flours are so fun, pretty, and delicious in your baking. And if you choose low-maintenance perennial blooms that come back every year, that is even better. The joy and beauty far outweigh the workload. Our garden is huge already, but we are going to be adding a few more raised and no-till beds this year. It doesn't take a lot of space, and it brings pure joy to the family. We need more of that, right? So our first New Year's resolution was focusing on important relationships, and the second was spending time in the garden. So let's move on to our third resolution. The third and final resolution that I have for this upcoming year is to read the entire Bible through again. What a shocker. I'm sure you knew that one was coming because it is the best time of year to get started on a one-year Bible reading plan. And for those of you that know me, you know that I've tried many, many years and failed over and over trying to read the Bible through in a year. Logically, I've always been a truth seeker and a bit of a skeptic, and I wanted to know that my faith was built on something solid and not just a family tradition of religion that was passed down from my parents. Something inside of me needed to read and study the entire book. Don't get me wrong, my faith was strong, but I needed to dig deeper and to have every word soak into my soul to know that it was my truth. So many times I would start on a Bible reading plan and I would get behind and then I would just give up and stop. It was so frustrating and discouraging. And I was so busy. And I know that that's not really a good excuse. All of my unsuccessful attempts were the seven day programs. And when you have a puking kid or a car broke down or life just happens, you will miss a day. So after years of defeat, I developed a plan that works for busy people. And it's a five day a week plan that takes about 15 minutes each day. And the beauty is when you have a rough week and you skip a day, you have that glorious weekend time to make it up before the next week starts. The other thing that I did like about this plan is that it reads the Bible cover to cover without time-consuming scripture lookup. Yes, I just admitted that I don't want to look up scriptures, and I'm so sorry. Some programs schedule reading out of three to four books of the Bible at each setting, jumping from the Old Testament back to the New Testament, then to Psalms or Proverbs. And I'm embarrassed to admit that as a busy mom, one more scripture lookup was a deal breaker for me. I love the simplicity and the ease of the cover to cover one year Bible reading plan. Now, here is something that I tried for the first time last year, and I absolutely love it the audio Bible. Bless it. I am one of those that never thought of an audio book as a real reading, but this can be just as powerful as you reading a hard copy of the Bible through. Most Bible reading apps, you can pick the voice and the speed of your reader. I would follow my plan from Genesis to Revelation daily and just stop the app when I've completed the chapters for that day. And then I would restart it for the next chapter the following day. I will also say that if you get really far behind an hour on a trail outside with your audio Bible rolling, it will not only give you some fresh air and great exercise, but God's truth and wisdom in your soul. There's something special about hearing his word out in nature that is so powerful, all while you're knocking out a whole week at one time. I will link our free five-day-a-week one-year Bible reading plan in the show notes for you to download, but honestly, just get any of them. There are others available that may work better for you as well. Just make it happen. Here are a few tips to help you complete the Bible reading plan this year if you decide to tackle it. 
Number one, decide what month you begin your adventure. Although the majority of individuals begin in January with the new year, it is structured for success to start any month you would like. Some find it easier to start the Bible reading plan in the fall when the kiddos go back to school. Any month is a good month to start your Bible reading. Number two, another tip. Uh, Most have found that a Monday through Friday reading schedule works best. This allows you to have a makeup day over the weekend if you get behind. Starting on track each Monday keeps you on schedule. The fire chief, my husband, always is doing his own thing, and he likes to start on January 1st, even if that falls on a Saturday. So it's all good. Either way works. The third tip I have is find a quiet and distraction-free location for your reading. It's nice to have a comfy spot that is well lit, not too comfy because you don't want to fall asleep. Or like I mentioned before, a good trail outside in the audio Bible is also a winner in my book this year. So funny. I never, ever thought I would say that. And number four, I try to schedule my reading at the same time every day. So mornings with coffee, lunch breaks at work, and before bed are some popular times with some of my friends. Most individuals complete the daily reading in 15 minutes or so. Tip number five is to enlist the help of a friend. A partner will keep you accountable and allow you to discuss what you're reading. A healthy dose of peer pressure can be positive when it comes to Bible reading. Tip number six, don't get discouraged if you get behind, because you will. Let go of perfection and give yourself some grace in this process. And definitely take advantage of those weekends to complete the missed dates. Start each week unscheduled and all caught up. The seventh tip is to allow additional time after each reading for reflection, prayer, journaling. This is where the relationship with God grows, and it is such an important part of this. The eighth tip is you decide which version of the Bible you like best. You can use your own Bible. It's easier to understand versions are the NIV and NLT. A few of the more formal versions are the King James, NASB, AMP, or ESV. There are so many others to choose from as well. You get to decide which one. As I mentioned before, I will add a link in the show notes for our free one-year Bible reading plan, or you can use another one. Just find one. I recommend printing off this plan and checking off each day that you complete. If you're high-tech, you can also store it on your device and refer to it in digital form. Each person is different, so do what works best for you. The Bible is the most popular book in history. It is filled with amazing stories of miracles, God's love, history, maps, violence, sex. I am telling you, it is fascinating and way better than what you're binging on Netflix. So there you have it. It feels a bit vulnerable to let you know what I'm focusing on this next year. It's my relationships, my garden, and my faith walk through the Bible reading. It's definitely not my standard list of a mile-long set of numbers and accomplishments, but it's even better, a life chasing God's simple truths through intention and joy. Blessings to you as we start off another adventure. Happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable, and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, 
tap the album art for this show, scroll down to the bottom and write a review. Blessings to you, friend. I am looking forward to our next episode and I hope you will join us again. Have a grace-filled day.